Alright, um, let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is Andrew Atkinson, and uh, I'm from Mississippi. Um, I live in Wheat Ridge, Colorado now. Uh, and I guess my podcast, I just kind of want to attempt to explain what I have in my mind. And it's a pretty profound thing, I would say. And it's very difficult to uh, to explain because there's so many facets to it that I tend to jump from one to another um, because my associations in my mind are not anything near regular uh, the way I, the way I've set them up. They're not. I I mean, they never were regular. Uh, but recently, I've stopped watching television and I've kind of. Uh, uh, I've just tried to, to keep myself entertained. I try to walk around and interact with people and stuff if I'm bored during the day. But uh, And I don't really read uh, except for, you know, I read the Tao Te Ching. I like, uh, I don't have it with me, but The Prophet, Khalil Gibran, just books like that that kind of like put stuff into perspective for you. They don't really, I'm not looking for new knowledge per se, which I always do find new knowledge. I'm learning every day. Every single thing I look at teaches me something new. As long as I'm ready to learn it and I'm looking to learn it, uh, it's just like the saying, um, you know, when the student is ready, the master appears. And that's as true of a statement as anything else, and there's a lot of statements that are equally true to that. Uh, maybe not a lot, but there are some. Um, uh, power corrupts, stuff like that. Uh, and... Um, like any power is absolute if you think about it. I mean, if you have power over someone, then that little bit of power is absolute in itself. I mean, it's, I don't know, I'm not trying to get off on that. Uh, the, the point is, earlier I was thinking, and I, I saw a cool uh, thumbnail for a video uh, for Alan Watts talk, mixed with some chill step or something, and it, it was uh, a white bunny, you know, is the uh, Dark Side of the Moon um, album cover with, uh, a white bunny jumping in one side and different colored bunnies jumping out of the other and it hit me that um, the pyramid itself uh, it could be doing a similar thing except for it's not refracting light like in that animation or in the uh, graphic it's uh, it's reflecting it and I think that the pyramid has been misrepresented to us it's been for one we've been focusing on how it was built and that's uh, that's, I mean, it's pretty irrelevant. I, I, I mean, it, it was built. It's still built. So why the fuck are we focusing all of our attention on that structure, on how? Like, it, I, it doesn't matter, does it? I'm sure it took some labor of some sort, either mental, emotional, or physical. I, I mean, I would assume. Anyways, uh, the thing that I want to focus about is why, for one, why is the tip not eroded? Uh, when as much as all the sides are around it, when that is supposed to be the the quickest eroding part to it, and I think that's because when Napoleon or whoever the fuck, you know, I, I don't I don't know when the fuck it would have happened. Doesn't matter. Um, when whoever found the pyramid, it didn't have a top on it per se. When they went up to the tip of it, it was a. Uh, it, it was just a, a big pyramid that was almost complete. Like the, the first level of the pyramid is nearly the whole thing. Um, and then on top of it was an exact to scale 
copy of it sitting on top of it with that same platform except for this time the platform has it included like it's taking itself into account when it does the replica because it's going to be sitting on the tip uh and but to do that you have to make the base what the base is going to be when you take into account what it is going you know when it's sitting up there like uh you get what i'm saying it's a tricky um dimension to try to put your finger on you could do it at any point as long as the tip was flat and uh then you would make another one and this would probably be the last one it'd probably be a three level pyramid and it would look like it was a pointy pyramid but when you got close you would see that it's not it's it's pyramids stacked on top of each other none of which have a point on top and that's where the eye does sit if you want that eye to be blind and you put a point on it and that's what they've done uh but the um, uh, the point is, uh, I was thinking that the colors, uh, the reflection thing, each face of the pyramid would have been a different color. And uh, that would have been where you get maybe the races from. I, I don't know. Maybe that's, I, I really don't know uh, what it, <laughs> like, I know that history is not how we assume it is. I know that. Um, the the narrative of history did not happen over the last 13 something billion years yeah it may have but also a copy of that is in your mind you comprehend uh, you know I mean sure they taught it to you in a fucked up way that doesn't make sense but still you know you know that you don't know what happened in between the beginning of everything and now but you know something did and you know you're here see I say that all of that narrative for each person happens in their own memory of when they learned or when they realized that they are here and that this started at some point. And I think that um, in this moment, we're given the opportunity to birth ourselves in each moment. We give birth to ourselves again. And I think that, uh, um, I, I think for one, just not to skip to something real fucking bible but I think they call Jesus the Son of Man and the Son of God because God is going to originate in the imagination of humanity soon, like currently. And that's kind of what I feel like I have in my imagination. It's not something I've built. It's something that has built itself, and I've watched it happen. And it's pulled me through life to this point and uh, not, not aware of it. And now... I look back on my memory and I see it from different angles. And then I think of the word angels because I always thought of angles and angels being two similar words and you got arcs and stuff like that. And like, uh, and you, not to mention, uh, I always, I kind of thought it was weird how light travels in like 90 degree things like uh, electricity and magnetism waves or whatever and they intersect and then they go back out at 90 degree angles and come back together and that's like how light travels as at least how I understood it explained in a real rough sense probably all screwed up but like uh, the point is those you know that, that 90 degree angle that's uh that's a big fucking part of that formula in physics like I'm pretty sure like I've seen the formula but I don't anyways the point is that uh um 
I think it's more, it's, it is angles of light and, and it's how light travels. But I think that we ourselves are the electric, the electricity that jumps between, you know, syn or, uh, jumps in the synapses between neurons. Uh, uh, we are that we get it. We get baited into jumping across them with neurotransmitters. <laughs> we don't make choices. We just have them put in front of us and we get projected in a way that it looks like we do make the choice and it looks like we are in control, but we are not. We never have been, and it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's sure the ego wants to think we are, but it's, uh, you know, that's that's who he is. That's what he tries to do. Um, and uh, I myself was always, I've always identified with my id. I, like right now, I'm a lot more mature than I used to be, and I think that's because I, I didn't travel from my id to my ego and try to get to the superego. I think I uh, stayed in the id. And I think I, I knew the ego was full of shit. I knew it should not exist. The id can grow into all three parts. Uh, but I, I, I believe you can unify your, your parts. And that's another thing that... Uh, uh, that I thought of a while back is when you're born that uh, you start assembling yourselves like you your first role in life is as a as your mother's child like uh, before you know you even know your dad loves you you, you know your mom uh, you know your mom loves you and you feel safe in that and that's how you don't start out life with anxiety and stress and and just worry and shit and how you survive. I mean, it's just literally you sustain yourself on that love because as a conscious thing, you cannot start life without uh, a steady, uh, you know, steady stream of love to, 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 to stabilize your, your growth rate, you know, like, and I just, a lot of shit anyways, but then you start assembling roles that you have a role with, uh, uh, your 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 father. I mean, every every role that you establish with your siblings, with your extended family, with your friends, with your significant other, with you know, with your kids. Like every single role is a new you. And that's a different you. It's a unique you. Some yous, like the role that you have with uh, your secret sex partner or whatever down at the club, that's a, a role that other roles are ashamed in, and those roles start to negate each other with emotion. They um, one has urges that it can't control. The other one. Uh, uh, does not have those urges, you compartmentalize them and you are ashamed of those urges even though you don't realize that you're all the same person. But, you know, you represent different selves to different people and uh, and to yourself. And, like, uh, you don't see the real you the whole time. You've got a whole other you that you represent to yourself. I do it. Everybody does it. I do it worse than most. Um, uh, but uh, the thing is... you. you at eventually, you're supposed to do that too. You're supposed to have all these selves that are false selves, but you get to keep them whenever you find out who you really are. You go back around and you own, you go absorb all those fucking selves and you say, that's me too. That was me too. And that's still me. Or that isn't me anymore, but it was me then and I learned from it. So now the me that is now uh, uh, loves that me because that's who I used to be and that's, that's where I had to come from. Uh, I mean, there's no point in trying to worry about what anybody else is going to judge you as. Like, they, they're doing the same shit themselves. Who the fuck cares what somebody else judges you as when all they're doing is trying to feel better about a part of themselves that they're ashamed of? I mean, you could do them a lot of favors by fucking just coming out and being like, look, 
you know, I've got this shit I've been hiding from everybody, and I hate it, and I, I hate myself for it, and it's putting me in a dark spot, and I just want to come clean, and, I, you know, I appreciate if y'all understand, I understand if you don't, I fuck y'all if y'all don't like me, and all this shit, whatever, you know, whatever you gotta say, uh, uh, stand your ground, and be who you are, own yourself, and uh, realize what is you and what isn't you too, though, because there's probably behaviors you do that you're going to think that I'm saying that you should own, but uh, they shouldn't even be doing. Like, there's certain things that we do all day. We're supposed to we're supposed to like look into the past with regret and then look into the future with worry. And we're never supposed to sit here in this moment with fucking love and just really absorb what's going on, who we are, what we've accomplished, and what we're about to do. Because that's what I want everybody to do before I do what I have to do. And I don't know how I'm going to do it. I never do. It's not a conscious mind thing. My subconscious mind is definitely the fucking leader in this pack. In my pack. Uh, of me's, I guess. And I'm only down to two or three me's, I guess. Uh, there's just, there's the self I know inside of me. There's... The person I try to present to the world is the same one. It's just I know that it gets misunderstood. So I guess, ah, fuck, man, I'm getting old. All right, well, I'll get better at this. And uh, I have a ton of ideas and a ton of insights on a lot of old ideas. And I, I really can't find anybody that wants to listen. And I know it's crazy sounding. And I know I don't, I'm not as coherent as I would like to sound as far as uh, the linear nature of the ideas I'm presenting, but I just don't, uh, there's no there's no precedent, there's no analogy I can use to fucking explain these ideas. Um, uh, and I, I don't like to use parables. It's a good fucking tool for everybody to just not get to the point you want them to. Like you, you understand a parable one way and you're done. Like, it's, uh, I hate how people think. As soon as you find knowledge somewhere, you should realize that's a mine. That's a mine for knowledge. You should fucking not, uh, oh, and, there, you know, there's a lot of phonetic fucking coincidences in our language, synchronicities, and I don't think that the word mind and the past tense from to mind something are the same fucking phonetic uh, sound because of a coincidence. I think... The mind has been mined is what we're supposed to think, even though we're always disproving everything that we just proved. And we already know that we don't know anything. We already know that the understanding of the physical world around us is false. Like fucking physicists will say on TV interviews that the, the physical matter around you does not exist how it appears. Like you are collapsing a field of possibilities down into an actuality because you know what you're going to look at and what you're going to see. Just fucking unknow that shit. Just really don't know anything. Keep everything you've learned. Forget everything you know. Alright. That was a good one. Uh, I forgot the other one too. Oh yeah, what did I send James yesterday? Uh, uh, all souls are food for God. Some are sustenance, some are poison. But a shaman's soul is medicine. And uh, the right shaman can be a medicine that negates all poison and amplifies all sustenance.